can't see Nikki. We're live. <laughs> All right, cool. Hi, Zoe. Hi, Mama. Hi, Facebook and, and YouTube. <laughs> right. That's right. Thanks to everybody who is joining us. And um, thank you for coming today. Um, my name is Debbie Griffin. I am a painter and a fiber artist, and I am the mother of this wonderful human being, Zoe Heller. And we're going to talk a little bit about our work today. Um, Zoe, do you want to say anything about uh, your work? You're a mixed media artist. Yeah, um, my background and my focus in school was studio photography, but I like to also build tiny things, um, props, and I would say I'm a mixed media artist and I, I like doing stop motions and involving like other, building other worlds. And studio yeah. photography is the main back of that though, so. And this is my lovely mother, so. <laughs> Okay. And you and I both <laughs> like to build other worlds, don't we? Um, yeah. That's a, a quite a bit of um, what my work is about is um, creating different spaces to go into. And um, one thing I think that we both also have an interest in is um, like we were talking about um, over the weekend was an interest in very, very small things like insects and the um, cellular and minute aspects of, of life around us. And then also um, I'm very interested also in, in the commonality between the minuscule and the, and the extremely large, um, like the universe and, and all those things in between. And I see that in your work too, is these fascinating, nice Marmite mug, Zoe, um, is the, um, you know, is, is all the life that's abounding around us um, yeah. and you've been doing you've been collecting lots of um, insects like when <laughs> we have gone canoeing and I mean kayaking um, do you could you show one of your uh, pictures with the bees on it yeah let me go into uh, my series with with bugs um, yeah I think with your work, I mean, I think that's where a lot of my love has come from is watching how you look at the world and kind of build these like tiny outer worldly places in your sketchbooks or in your paintings and you're involving structures that are natural and unnatural and um, that's kind of like what I like to work on too is, but I think I take more objects from the man-made world and like in, incorporate it, like having cards, things like that. Um, it's just, yeah, and I'll share the, but. But we also, we also um, like um, the stories that go behind all these little things like the bees and the bee dance, how they communicate with each other. It's kind of a, um, <laughs> yeah, crossing over. <laughs> narrative science stories um where uh if you um read into the science if you if you follow insects at all it's a pretty fascinating world and, and extremely creepy um but it's, it's just a I feel it's very interesting 
with your work, though, you also like incorporate more um, like structures, though, and I feel like you look outwardly towards like trees and landscapes more than and I look more into like tiny tiny insects and, and bugs and yeah things like that um I'm pulling up uh, I think there's um there's a lot of relationship between the organic forms and all of the man-made uh infrastructure and and um I mean I when I drive into work and I drive for 40 minutes down 71 and I see all of these lights um, overhanging the highway and they seem so creature-like to me and and you know man-made things really are mimicking what's already out there in the organic world and I just think it's really interesting um, the relationship of the two and and in a lot of ways I think um that that infrastructure is beautiful and and man-made objects and architecture and things like that are, are also are beautiful um as is you know the organic world and and they both they're not two separate things they kind of interact together in, in interesting ways well and i feel like with uh, well, like we like we talked about on the weekend, you incorporated uh, like you like those structures and you incorporate chairs and and like spaces that human bodies are also like kind of inject themselves in and where we keep our bodies and stuff like that, right? Yeah, well that's that's going into symbolism a little bit. I um I put a lot of um, imagery in that symbolism and when when your grandfather was sick. I used um, the chair as a symbol for uh, home and for um, it, it's it's a it's a place where a body rests. And um, yeah. I did several paintings with chairs in them, with chairs floating up to heaven. Um, particularly with Dad, because he was sick, he was in it. I mean, there's so many people, and the people I work with, people with disabilities, um, at um, my job there's so many people that live their whole life in a chair. And yeah. so it's more than just a, a structure, it's an extension of their body. And um, so I, I see it as kind of symbolic of, of it, it, it's man-made, it's, it's symbolic of the human condition in a way. Um, and, but they're also beautiful objects. I mean, things that are functional are, are beautiful. I think chairs are, are, are like that. And the other thing we talked about was, um, skeletons and and um, outer coverings, um, things that people use to protect themselves and how insects have outer skeletons and human beings are just soft and squishy. Um, and all of our, our skeleton is on the inside. And I think that's something that's really kind of interesting too. Yeah. Well, and I think it's like but interesting because I feel like in I feel like in both of our works, we create these like little worlds that, uh, I mean like your work especially, I feel like they're like these safe little worlds or these like other little areas to escape from all of the stuff and bugs yeah. and like having 
like creating homes almost to create shelter or just escape from the world. And like, yeah, we talked about bugs uh, <laughs> being able to have this like outward bubble, but like we're these like squishy human bodies and um, kind of like, yeah, you know, we have to create these structures to protect us from, but uh, outside of humans, like bugs have those structures uh, built on their little bodies. Yeah, well, they're carrying their really house cool. with them, their body. Um, yeah, um, yeah. Tell me a little bit about the um, your props that are right behind you. Your brain <laughs> and your yeah. So this brain's one of the. Um, I like using found stuff or like repurposing stuff. So I made this brain candle out of like all of these, it's really bad. It's, I'm not a candle maker, but um, I repurposed, I like melted down all of these like stubs of candles that I just have collected um, over the past like year and melted them all down and put in dye, uh, put it in this like brain mold that I found um, that I wanna use for future prop. But then this one, uh, I recently did a photo of when I, drove out to Ohio. <laughs> I stopped in the salt flats and this is a bow and arrow that um, wasn't found but me and my dad, it was a toy that my dad had won me when we went to an arcade and then I like, I like to build on, I don't know if that can, you can see that, but I like to build on top of toys before and then kind of go in with photo manipulation so I can bring up that one that and share the screen um, on my Instagram. So those but, two props are gonna are altered or look totally different when you're um, done photographing them and yeah and well so I am sharing the one that is this uh, the prop that I've had in my hand. Um, and I like to layer stuff and do uh, do like multiple different images on top of each other. So when I like work on top of work, it's not just building a prop, it's also like building it inside of Photoshop and digital painting and layering things like that, which isn't what you do, but I feel like in a digital realm, it's kind of similar, like building, you like to incorporate like a lot of stuff. Like, yeah, well, we paint and like when you're building your dolls you use like old fabrics and buttons and all these things so yeah uh, inspiration from yeah I kind of live in two different worlds where I have uh, work that's fiber based <laughs> yeah. and they're their own little worlds in themselves yeah. and then yeah work that's two-dimensional Here's, um, I'm going to share the screen again so people can see what okay. with your work. Um, yeah, I feel like with, you have like such, I don't know, like it's really interesting to see how your work has grown because like you always made dolls, but when, um, 
I was like smaller, you did a lot more painting. And now I feel like you're doing more textile stuff and doing stuff that's like involving like not just drawing. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm but then you have like well, this, I'm trying to actually blend the two a little bit. So I'm not so, um, so I'm not, so I'm more of a one person than rather two different entities. Um, I'm trying to bring some of the uh, sewing uh, into the two-dimensional work I do. Um, but you know how I started making dolls? It's because I wanted to um, get a doll for you, Zoe. And I went to go buy one and um, I decided I'd rather make it instead. And that just kind of brought this love of hand sewing and embroidery and using um, using um, old fabrics and fabrics that um, mean a lot to me. Um, <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah, um, and there you are, Zoe. <laughs> uh, there's uh, one of the cicadas that I drew a long time ago. Um, I drew a lot of cicadas when my, when, again, when my father was, was sick. Um, and it, it had to do with the cycle of life and, and the idea of, of rebirth and um, cicadas were very symbolic of, of that. Um, what about like when you, you were, you went through a phase of like having chickens and like all of your work <laughs> and like birds. I mean, you still do. I feel like, well, the Cuba, um, that piece, like, Computer! <laughs> so fun. <laughs> I brought up my... Okay, some of those are your insect pictures that also look like outer space to me. Um, you said they look like outer space. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, they look I, a lot like outer space, particularly when you do um, close-ups on them. Can you bring them up on, on the shared screen, Zoe? Some of your yeah, insect pictures? Um, I think they're really good. I think they. Sh I think those pictures show are a really good example of how, when you go down to the really minute scale of things, um, the similarity between like, you know, nebulas and star clusters and all those. It's it's um, visually very um, very similar and. Um, and I think it's just, I don't know, it's its something that I find fascinating. And one of the things that I, I really love about your work is that the closer you, you zoom into it, there's more and you keep seeing more and you keep seeing more. And um, I've always find, I find work that interests me the most is the work where as you get closer to it, you see more information rather than less. Um, yeah. And I find that, you know, that's what is compelling to me is, is as I get, I get more information from the work of art as I, as I get to a more intimate space with it. And um, I, th I think that's something that's really beautifully done in your work. Well, I like the, I mean, that how did you goes back to like, also, sorry, what? No, no, go ahead. 
I think it goes, well, I think it goes back into like, this was my email series that I had done that I didn't share with anyone besides like the people who had signed up to receive these like art spam things. And like, I think going like inward is also creating that like shelter bubble that feels like safe to me when, when I'm sharing my work. Um, and I really like all the, I mean, like bugs are so weird <laughs> and they're so like interesting. Like they, they are. just look like little aliens and it, it really like takes me, like it reminds me how small I am in comparison, which I feel like you like too. like when you can escape and create these other worlds and like go be in nature or, um, you know, get into painting, like you zone out into like these, you can zone out and it just reminds you how small you are in comparison to like everything. That That's um, a portrait of your sister there. So introduce yeah. Ava. That's our sis. That's Zoe's my other daughter, the younger scientist daughter. Um, I think that this particular series makes me think of cocoons. Also, um, those ripped areas are, are very much like nests and um, yeah. places for growth and and um, you know the birth of things. Well, I think like when you're doing when you're looking so closely at life like that I mean you too like you've always like looked in at bug wings and in nature and, and like chairs and where we keep our bodies like it's hard not to focus on like what's wrapped yeah. up in it yeah I'll stop sharing the, the screen no it's, I love your work Zoe well I, I love you I feel yeah like yeah <laughs> But um, all of it can be found on both of our websites and our um, our Instagrams. But I mean, I feel like I've taken a lot of like inspiration from from how you look at the world and how you taught me to look at the world and how like you can feel like it's okay to feel small and in comparison to like mountains, but it's also okay to like realize how big you are in comparison to like the tiny creatures. And well, it makes you humble, but also feel powerful. Um, it, I think it's yeah. good to be always reminded about how small, how small you are, but then also how powerful of an impact you can make. Um, these protests that are going on this week are a good example of how powerful individuals can be. Um, yeah. Um, but I, I think that, um, both, both ways of looking at things is, is important to combine them both. So you, you can't really be very powerful. It's an unbalance if you're, if you're feeling powerful, but you're not feeling how, how small and dependent you are at the same time. Um, I think that's really important to keep those two things married together in a kind of a symbiotic kind of relationship. Um, one thing that I think we also think about that's similar is, um, is the mind. Um, both you and I have worked with people with disabilities. Um, we both, um, had my mother and your grandmother go through a long history, a long, long, uh, sickness with Alzheimer's. And, um, we have 
people in our family that have some mental health um, disabilities. And so I think we're both really aware of how the mind um, can create your space. And that's, again, that kind of creating your space, um, creating your own space, but from each person's point of view, the same space can look very different. Um, a person with schizophrenia has a very different view of a room as a person with Alzheimer's or a person with a developmental disability or, um, or anybody. We all really view things differently. And I find that all really fascinating, but a bit unnerving at the same time. And I think <laughs> that a lot of my work is kind of like, is, is really about that a lot. Um, these yeah. days about the, the uh, and, and the thing that also um, I'm always reminded of as I get older is how your mind creates a space, but that space within your, I mean, that your mind can change. I mean, anything, you know, working with people with, with traumatic brain injury, that your reality can really change. Um, it, it's a fragile thing, you know, working, walking on this earth, and what you what you feel is stable can can be very shaken up very easily, but it also can be sh shaken into a beautiful place. You know, it, it the, your mind can really it, it can make the space a good or a bad space depending on how you want to look. And I'm getting really kind of squishy and feel goody and everything, but um, but a lot, a lot of my work lately has to do with 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 that mind space and the and the different ways minds the minds work. Yeah. Well, and I think that though, like, and that shows in, in your art, like when I was talking, like when, <laughs> when we were talking, you know, when I was a kid, some of your paintings gave me nightmares <laughs> because <laughs> cause they're, some of them were pretty great. Right. And, you yeah. know, the colors that you like, you still use, but you use it in, in a different way now. And, but like at that time when, when I was younger, you know, <laughs> I don't, that's not the one I was thinking of the one I, I don't know if I can find on your Instagram. I'll look and see oh, no, if no. you, we don't need to scare people with my but, and, but anyways, like, uh, at that time, like you were going, I feel like you, we're going through a lot of pain um, with with your mother, with my grandma, um, and it shows in your work. And I know it shows in my work because when I, like, when I was doing the intim the intimate art series, you know, I was struggling with a lot. So you're like looking inward and you're using darker colors and da 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 da, um, and. Yeah, yeah, your work kind of gave me nightmares. I'm trying to see if I can find Sorry. <laughs> like what I was. But I made you dolls too, on the other hand. So you had something comforting to snuggle with. Although those, you girls told me the dolls were scary also. Um, shoot. Uh, what, I don't well. remember. I don't specifically remember dolls being scary. I remember like, it's like the faces that you <laughs> did in your paintings. But like, do you feel like like art and that kind of helps you like feel better or like has been, like how has art moved with you 
working through trans like life transitions like that because your work has changed I mean like you were like when I was little you were doing a lot more like figure or like bigger faces and bigger figures and like I feel like I was doing more portraits yeah I think that I think that as I've gotten older my my paintings have gotten to be less about specific incidences and specific people and more generalized in um, place and time. Um, like I did lots of portraits of, of um, my mother and um, of my dad. And now I'm, I'm now I've brought in more landscape and more more general spaces. You know, I want to take a minute for a, for a second to give our uh, trivia question before I forget, because we have a trivia question, and the uh, person that gets a question correct will get a $25 gift certificate to North Star, one of my favorite restaurants. Um, and so the question is, what is the art form that uses beeswax um, as a medium? So again, what is the what is the art form called that uses beeswax as as a medium? And again, that's twenty five dollars for a North Star um, certificate. One of the greatest restaurants. I love North Star. Um, so yeah, I think that's where we always back to the conversation. What's that? I said I remember that's where we'd always eat. Mm, the, the what is it? The peanut. Had Thai bowl or something. Was, uh, you had the, the food. I'm really hungry. I haven't <laughs> had food for like a good minute. <laughs> um, but, the one thing yeah. I wanted to, uh, one thing on I wanted to bring up to um, that we haven't talked about is I just want to talk about a little bit about sketchbooks because I really feel like they're a really great thing for every for people to. Yeah. Um, enjoy using and and I've gotten really addicted to having sketchbooks and so you carry one around but it's more for notes right yeah well I have I have like a tiny sketchbook and I yeah I like journal in it more and, and doodle and kind of like have that be my I'm not I can't paint or draw so it, it's a space that no one can see my bad drawings and doodles and, and well, you are very good drawing and you're very good at that but yeah, I agree. I think they're good. They're like a good way to process things. Go ahead. Yeah, um, I've, I've just been thinking a lot about how much people um, spend time on their phone um, and out in public, or if you have a, you know, if you're if you're waiting for something um, in a parking lot or or at a traffic stop or whatever. I've turned into kind of being a compulsive sketchbook drawer and I found that the more I have a sketchbook with me the less I just turn to kind of time wasting things and I found that it's really like I find that it's really been useful to um, help me pay attention to the world around me more um, this is a I don't know if you remember when we in California we went to um, Half Moon Bay is that what we win? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I got to where I'm taking sketchbooks with me everywhere to help document different places I'm going. And I, and I just want to, it's, I found it to be a very, very valuable part of my life. Um, and uh, I, I highly recommend it. Um, 
this is um, a painting I did in um, while I was flying to um, Great Britain. And um, and so when I'm in places where like flying, which makes me very, very uncomfortable, I have found that, you know, turning to creating things, you know, it, it, it's a centering kind of activity. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, is photography like that? I mean, you have your camera with you. It's, it's like you carry your camera with you. Like I carry my sketchbooks with me. Yeah, I go through phases. I feel like because my background is in photography, but I, when I, like, I don't always find it as, like, important to take photos. And I'm trying to actually, like, get away from, like, being on my phone when I'm, like, in a space and, like, having to have that urge to document stuff. But what I did do for a while and what I still do is I take, um, I like take pieces from where I am. So I have that international, the international water collection that's not international yet. But like I, like if I'm in a park or if I go somewhere and I like to camp like, alone and travel alone. It's, where did you um, find yeah. this? Sorry. That this was is something Nevada. you picked up. Yeah. So you're, so this will end up in one of your photos. Um, I wanna, yeah, I'm doing, I like collected all this trash when I have been going kayaking and when I drove out here that I wanna incorporate into stuff. I pick up a lot of trash and I, I use that in my art. Like a lot of the stuff that's on my Instagram is like found stuff in the street. So kind of rather um, than going places and taking photographs, you're going places now and collecting little bits of that place, like discarded bits. Yeah. And in a way that's yeah. kind of or like, like it is Sorry, kind of like a document or a, it's a way of documenting a, a place. Yeah, I have, it's really, um, it's not a minimalist lifestyle. <laughs> no. I have a lot of, I have a lot of rocks and I have like all these jars of water from places that I like hold really special to me or like, um things like that and in my in my sketchbook I have a lot of like pressed leaves and um or like leaf rubbings of like the concrete or or parts of like rocks that I found um and I feel like that's kind of like not it's like yeah it's similar to taking something from the environment that you are in and wanting to remember it that way um I think mine just might be a little bit more like cumbersome <laughs> to carry around. No, but you take. But yeah, like all you're my, taking it and you're, and you're transforming it. Yeah. No, I like. Well, I'm like I. I like collecting. Like, I think what people throw away is really interesting. Um, and kind of like the trash that we have around us, like tells so much about a person. Um, like I like looking at receipts. <laughs> I'll pick up receipts and like be like, oh, like what did this person buy? Um, like figuring, you know, like making, I don't know. It's like creating little worlds too, but like out of random objects. Um, I have a bunch of these like tiny, like collection, like bead jars almost that I got from the dollar store that I like put dirt in or sand in or yeah. Um, yeah, 
little random bugs and I have them all floating around my studio and around my house um, in my bedroom. So, so you're, it's kind of a research collection thing. Yeah, no, I have a, I have a goal at the end of my, when I get like old, I'm going to open up like a museum of like, of water jars. Yeah. Right? In the yeah. yeah, I'm really into collections. I like I like what people get obsessive about, and kind of going back into psychology and the human mind and what people like, <laughs> what people get obsessed about. I just like yeah, yeah. I like trash and water. It's interesting. So well, you liked um, um, business cards and coupons when you were little. You would stuff yeah. your crib with piles and piles of business cards and cu coupons. <laughs> um which was very I thought, were I thought they were interesting <laughs> they were interesting for like what you're about six years old maybe maybe it wasn't a career it was your bunk bed that you stuffed all that stuff in you yeah go to make go to make your bed and all this stuff would fly out like feathers from a you know a pillow <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah I'm not surprised that you like to collect things actually so um what but I don't know yeah I did collect business cards I was really into the different styles of business cards yeah 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 and they were just free at that time I don't think business cards are as in now they don't have like like boards of business cards anymore in places but they used to co-ops and things like that well yeah. everything's become digital so again you're going kind of going away from all that tactile stuff um I mean, I look but. around your house. I wouldn't say that my collection uh, development was on my own. You have like baskets of like things of of stuff around too. So you hoard things too, like no, okay, so suitcases of buttons. I, I knew that the word hoarding was going to pop up here sooner or later. <laughs> no, we'll go back to the idea that we both like to have collections and collect things that are interesting. Um, there's a, yeah. a difference. The collecting aspect is, is far more um, healthy, and I applaud it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, you always work it back in somehow. <laughs> That's but what like, others supposed to do. <laughs> fake astroturf <laughs> astroturf is is an undervalued art um, material that should should have um, a, a bigger more prominence prominent place in the art world it's, it's gorgeous stuff and now you can get well, all varieties I mean I think with um, collecting stuff there's like always I don't know I attribute personalities to like whatever I find do you find yeah. do you similar to the boxes of buttons and the reuse of materials and stuff well I mean I and then you and I both we collect stuff and we put them you know I mean I collect stuff and then I do I would say in my defense I do use the stuff um a lot of what I make in five particularly with fiber this is a book that I made um yeah. and it's um is it upside down no, no. Um, but it's all got 
found imagery and found um, papers and things like that and made with old um, sweaters. Um, and so, you know, collecting does sometimes have a purpose. Um, and you have to collect things not knowing always where you, when you're going to use it. So, you know, if you don't collect stuff, you won't have stuff for the future. So this is all just found materials, found um, old bed sheets. Um, is it true that my old underwear from when I was a kid is somewhere in a doll? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> You and you and you and Ava. Um, it's well, old clothes are a great way to stuff um, stuff fabric with. So you don't need to buy fiber fill. You can shove um, old scraps of your daughter's underwear. Barbie, like you know, little tiny Barbie stuff. Um, I have a doll that I made that has. A little piece yeah. of my mother's underwear in it, right up here. And this is an old, um, this is an old pillowcase. Her head is made out of an old pillowcase, and her body's made out of a cut-up coat. And there's a pair of pants in here. So I mean, everything's been, you know, I really believe in in repurposing and reusing things. But I also put a lot of value in things that have a history. Yeah. Um, and uh, I have a really hard time throwing things out. So yes, I, I will stuff little bits and pieces inside. I feel like it's a way of remembering. remembering. It's a way of what? Like remembering. Oh, um, yeah. And having it around. Yeah, you have a bunch of, we have a bunch of stuff around the house. So yeah. Well, well, it's been lovely talking to you, Zoe. Very wonderful daughter. We should probably Hello. wrap it up. Um, we should, should we announce who won the gift card. Let me see who won the gift card. I think it was Boo Crookie. Yeah. So, yay. Gift card. Yay. <laughs> the pad thai is good. Yeah. yeah. Potato fries. Yeah. Okay. Um, thank you for the thank chance you. to review each other, and she invited me on, so it's all up to my mother, or it was all up to you guys. So thank you so much. All right. Bye bye. Bye. Bye.